Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome in, everybody. And today we are going to be reviewing Disney's latest movie, Strange World, for your viewing pleasure. Oh, well, I mean, uh, uh, yes, of course, absolutely. We're going to be in Strange World and uh, 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 the, the latest of the animated movies. No, no, this wasn't animated at all. It was live action. It had Paul Rudd in it. I mean, it was just like Strange World. I mean, that's what we're reviewing today, isn't it? Strange creatures walking around, microbial organisms on the, you know, like, that's pretty much what we're in, isn't it? I get, I had not made this connection. I thought you were doing a time travel bit, so... Uh... No! I, I, seriously, did you not feel when you... Okay, so in case y'all don't know, we're reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, but seriously, did it not feel like you had been transported to the crazy world of Strange World? I, I did not make the connection until now, and you're, you're right, they are eerily similar. Yes, they absolutely are. And then, and then at some point, I feel like we switched over to watching a Star Wars movie, too. I feel like that was also kind of a, the cantina scene when they get into the bar. I was like, wow, this feels like we're in most Eisley cantina right now. Is it, am I the only one who felt like that? No, I think I mean, I'm, I'm diving right into this, but I think this was one of the problems that people had with this movie is that it, it the vibes were weird. They there were really, good really things were. in it, but the vibes and like what it felt like was very, very strange. Yeah. So we're getting into Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, we we kind of teased it last week. We just finished our Star Wars episode last week. We did Strange World already. So clearly we are, we're doing this one now. This is the latest in the MCU. It's the official start of phase five. Thank God. Phase four was a hot mess in my opinion, but that's just me. Um, and yeah, I I saw this on opening day. I think you saw it, or I'm sorry, the day after opening day, you saw it that Sunday. So we saw it like right when it first came out. Um, it had a budget of $200 million. Unfortunately, though, oof, it's only made about $374 million. Um, and so it, it, by all accounts, it doesn't seem to be doing all that well, Matt. How do we... I'm still having problems evaluating these movies post pandemic mm -hmm. because while I, I I don't think that we can make the case that, Oh, well this is, you know, this is the pandemic Casey It's the pandemic. Like, uh, I, like that excuse now does, it does not, we exist. can't, we can't do that. It, no, but it still feels like something has changed in terms of, movie going to the theaters uh, and i don't and yeah. i don't know what it it, it just fe like I, I i don't know i don't know how to evaluate it i may, think is may, my problem. maybe maybe i i think i think hollywood is going to be i think that the, they had some blockbusters in the can they came out during the pandemic then there was some 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 shortage in terms of the time it took to make some movies so there's some lag there but i don't you're right. I don't think we can blame the pandemic any longer. I, and I don't, I think, I don't think the pandemic has anything to do with what's going on with the movies any longer. I think we can move to streaming and talk yeah. about streaming, which we've done a lot, but that's not this because again, multiverse of madness for the fact, for as much as I didn't like it, it was still a very popular movie. True. Yeah. Uh, no way home. My God just broke box office 
like records. It was phenomenal, right? Avatar: Way of the Water right now is 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 through the roof. I think that we were I think we were going to do an episode on that. Did we do an episode on that? No, we have not. We were I, going to do one. We were going to do I one. I still haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, but, but I, you know, I mean, it's it's two billion dollars. I mean, it, it's it's so like. Uh, I think it's two billion. I think I think that's what I said. A yeah. lot. Yeah, it's done a lot of money. So <laughs> this, and I don't think anybody went into Ant Man going, "Oh, it's going to do what Black Panther did," or you know, actually, you know what? Let me look this up because I want to see how Black Panther Wakanda Forever did because yeah. that that might give us a little bit uh, an idea because that's probably the closest thing um, that we can probably compare it to, I guess. Recently, yeah. See, I mean, Black Panther two hundred fifty million Wakanda Forever two hundred fifty million dollar budget. $858 million at the okay. box office. Okay. So there is definitely something going on with this movie. Um, so I guess let's just start there. Overall, how did you feel about this movie? Where, where are you at? How are you feeling about this? I mean, this? this movie might as well be called Intro to Kang. I mean, the fact that it is Ant-Man and the Wasp, first of all, I don't know why it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Wasp does very little in this movie. Yeah. And and even the fact that it's Ant-Man and the Wasp doesn't matter. You could insert any hero into there and throw mm-hmm. them into the quantum realm and this movie is about Kang. Mm-hmm, it is setting mm-hmm. up Kang for Phase 5 and beyond. It's it's setting him up. And this is not necessarily a bad thing because Kang in my mind is the highlight of this movie. Jonathan Major's portrayal of oh, Kang. Oh yeah, definitely. Is fabulous i'm I, you know how i feel about villains and all my theories behind them like this is the type of villain that you want in a comic book movie one that yes our heroes defeat him but you, you just like even when he when he was defeated you had this like is he really gone and mm-hmm. then to 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 like no here's kind of where they're going with it and here's how it's gonna work and this this movie is all about introducing Kang. And then they had to throw an Ant-Man storyline in there that just doesn't quite land. And, um, and I think it's because a little bit of what I alluded to in the first you know minute, the first couple Ant-Man movies feel like Ant-Man movies. There's like mm-hmm. some great set pieces of shrinking and, and, and beginning where like the Hello Kitty Pez dispenser mm-hmm. is, is, mm-hmm. is enlarged in a car chasing and the Thomas, the train and you know, mm-hmm. where they embiggen the Thomas, the train and it comes out the house. Like that kind of set piece is what we've come to, ex- to expect in an Ant-Man movie. And this was like, okay, we're in the quantum realm. And yeah, he can still do those things, but it didn't like it, it, it was inconsequential to me. I, I don't know. What did yeah. you think? I, I'm there with you, although I think I have a little bit different of a spin on that. So you if you all listen to our episode of the original Ant-Man, you all know that Ant-Man was not one of my favorite Infinity Saga series movies. It just the very first one was just not it was just not there for me. It was just not one of my favorites. Then um, hold on a second. Nate's calling me. Oh, no worries. So if you've listened to our Infinity Saga series um, uh, episode on the Ant-Man, you all know that Ant-Man's not my favorite movie of the Infinity Saga series, mainly because I just don't enjoy the humor. It's a very it's a very lighthearted, humorous movie. It's just not my type of type of humor. That said, Ant-Man and the Wasp, when that came out, 
that played a very important role in between Infinity Saga, or I'm sorry, Infinity Stone, or Infinity War, and um, Endgame, which was, it kind of like was this moment of lightheartedness that you needed after watching what happened with Infinity War, right? Like, I remember feeling like I wanted something out of it, and they did a good job at the end tying the fact that some people got dusted away and he got stuck in the quantum realm, blah, 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 blah. I thought that was all, that was great. But the stuff that, that like happened up to that point, I felt was, was a good lighthearted feel, right? This does not have that lightheartedness to it at all. Like I know they were trying to make Modoc like the, 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 the comic, comic relief. relief, but he just looked stupid. Like he didn't even look weird. He looked Dumb. Kids, you're not supposed to say those words. Adults can say them, though. He looked dumb! He looked... He just... He didn't look right. Like, like even when I when I look at him in the comics, he doesn't look that just weird. Like, I, I, I don't... Like, I don't know. Like, he... <sighs> Modoc's a weird you. villain. He's, He's a just, really weird villain. Very weird. But like, I swear they were trying to play him for the comic relief in this. Yeah. And 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 honestly, to tie him back to darren cross in the original like i hadn't thought about darren cross since the beginning like since they sent him away like what was the point of that that made no sense to me it's just it's like they were trying to make this connection that did not need to be there um and so yeah i'm with you this it felt i I i hadn't really thought about it but you're right they could have stuck any two heroes or any one hero in the position of ant man and it would have played the same way i think the only reason why it was ant-man was because it was the quantum realm yeah you know? and they had they had to connect that in somewhere but otherwise i mean as long as you had uh send to the quantum realm ex machina hang on what, what are we doing oh he's telling me to hold on so and we're on record. See, when I paused, I at least paused. So I don't know what this is about. He's... Okay, we can keep going. Sorry, there was uh, my printer was going off. So <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it here at all. Oh yeah, so that's why I caught it before it, it, it oh, went off. It's literally okay, right next to me. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, you could have quantum realm Dex Machina anybody into um, into this story. What is X Machina. What is that? Um, it's a it's a um. Uh, it's a trope. It's a word for a trope in movies where, like, st- like you just like make something happen because of reasons. Um, so like, uh, so for so the idea that you know, okay, you want a hero to get to the quantum realm. All right, well, they're um walking past a science lab, and and now all of a sudden they get sucked in, and here we go. Like it, it just kind of like you just make it happen out of nothing. Oh, I've never heard um, that phrase before. Okay, so in, you in taught Ant-Man, me something new. In Ant-Man and the Wasp, it makes sense because they've been in the quantum realm. You have like that. You don't have to ex machina. Exactly. Okay. 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 um, uh, The ants at the end were an example of an ex machina where it's like, and, and, and the ants came with them and, and they advanced a thousand years and, and now they're really smart in technology. (laughs) And it's like, what? That was a whole like, okay. All right. So, okay. Let's pause for a second because I feel like we're all over the place on this. Oh, we are. I can we both I guess we're both saying the same thing here that normally we wait till the end to do this. What would you give this a one out of ten? 
it, it's it's a five six. Like it, it's okay. right middle of the road for me. What about I'm, you? I, I, I'm there too, but there were a I, I'm five six maybe four and a half to six something like that. Like there are a lot of leaps of faith with this particular show with this particular movie. Like a lot of leaps. They they really really I don't think they knew what they wanted this to be. They had and, the Kang parts. They just yes, didn't have the, anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would say that the Janet Van Dyne part of it was pretty good too. I liked, I liked her character development. I liked, like, there was a very human, raw, visceral, like, I'm stuck down here for 30 years. I don't necessarily know. I don't know that I'm going to be down here for 30 years. I think I'm going to be, I'm going to die down here. So she forms bonds. She forms relationships with these other characters. Bill Murray's character being one of them, which we're going to get to in a minute. Um, and then, of course, Kang. And then, of course, she, 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 she makes a mistake and then she gets out, not thinking she's ever going to have to go back there again. Right. So, like, to realize that she is not infallible, I thought that was really well done. But again, uh, hope, hope being down there was just weird. Like it, there was just nothing there. I, I, they kept the, they kept trying to make the whole like, mom, I'm trying to connect with you, and you're not trying to connect, and and it just didn't like that storyline just didn't land. Yeah, I agree. Hank being down there. I swear Hank was only down there in order to bring the ants in. Like, like in that, in that in of itself was just weird. Like the whole, the whole structure of they, I still don't necessarily know what happened. Like they went through some kind of a time vortex and they advanced a thousand years. And like, what does that even mean? I don't, I don't understand that. That, that right there is the definition of ex machina where they they got themselves into a situation. They're like, okay, shoot, how are we going to defeat Kang? I have an idea. It's the ants. They, they advanced a thousand years and now they're they're running people over maybe i'm totally um totally misunderstanding this ex machina thing but um uh uh let me let me make sure that i'm, I'm looking it up right now okay a do a dos ex machina spelt e-x-m-a-c-h-i-n-a is a plot device quite literally it means god from the machine and it refers to something introduced suddenly or unexpectedly to seemingly to a seemingly unresolvable situation, providing a contrived solution to that situation. So I guess an example so, of yes. that would be an example of that would be, and he wakes up and it was all a dream. Like that yeah. would be an ex machina. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think, these, I think these ants are exactly that though, where it's like they got yes. themselves in a situation in the writing. They were like, shoot, we don't know how our heroes win this. And so they're like, all right, we're just going to bring in the ants out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and they've advanced a thousand years, and now they're gonna to defeat Kang. I, I was speaking of Kang. So, okay, this Kang is Kang the Conqueror. Yes. We won't see Kang the Conqueror again. Probably. We're not, gonna see no. Kang, one of the other iterations of Kang. But okay, my understanding of the reason why Kang the Conqueror was banished to the quantum realm was because he was trying to create chaos. So. All these other kings banished him, I think. So are they not going to create? I don't get it. I think <laughs> I don't that he was targeting other kings as well. Okay. And I think that's where the Council of Kings gets a little bit like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can do whatever you want, but don't target us. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think that's kind of where the 
the crux came in. And I think kind of what what they didn't dive into this as as well is I mean, they they kind of, you know, again, scraped it. But like this guy was a cruel villain. And I, I get why you can't go into some of that. But, you know, this this is a guy that is um, if you're looking at, you know, what Loki season one was where that Kang is just like trimming some people that have, have gotten off. on. Yeah. The... That Kang almost was like doing it with a, like he actually had kind of a noble pursuit about why he was doing it. He was truly trying to keep things. Yes. In somewhat of an order so that they didn't crash into one another, you know? Yes. Now the, now there is a thought that we could see this Kang, the conqueror again, and it is uh, tied to the end credit scene um, with uh, uh, yeah Loki. with Owen Wilson and Loki yeah, yeah. With Owen Wilson's and character uh, uh, and and Loki, and that is where it introduces Victor Timely. But and, is but he is he King the Conqueror though? Well, that's the key. Is there is a comic book arc, and I always have to preface that because the MCU has proven time and time and again that it 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 can do whatever it wants, and that's fine. Um, where as he's being defeated, he finds himself in a time loop, realizes all his mistakes, goes back as Victor Timely, and disguises himself as Victor Timely. Hmm. So there's a chance that the Victor Timely at the end is Kang the Conqueror that we saw in Quantumania, but uh, honestly, I, at this point, it's so early, I don't know. Um and to be frank, I'm not going to necessarily try to figure it out. I'm just I'm just so excited to have a dominant villain back that I don't even <laughs> care what they do. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. That's like, I, I, like like literally the why I rate this movie a five or six is because of Jonathan Majors and Kang. There's I, like there's very little else in this movie that I'm like, oh, wow, this was this was excellent. And, and I, 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 I really enjoyed this character and, and I, outside, maybe I agree with you. The Janet Van Dyne piece was a, was an interesting kind of backstory of what she did down in the quantum realm. But um, it is, it is the villain. It's, I think this is one of the rare cases in, it doesn't take a good movie and make it amazingly great. It takes, I think probably a pretty mediocre to bad movie and makes it, the villain raises yeah. the floor of it. Okay. I, I want to discuss Bill Murray for a second because I do feel, <laughs> I do feel a little cheated by MCU on Bill Murray because the way the trailers played out, you made it, it made it seem like Bill Murray was going to have a much bigger part in this movie than he did. The fact that he literally had like 10 minutes. I mean, th that's all this was, was 10 minutes was a little disappointing because I do feel that Bill Murray, Bill Murray has played very obnoxious characters in the past, but I do, I gotta say he played a, this was a pretty good character on this part. I enjoyed his portrayal in this particular movie. It, it, it fits him. It, it yep. fit him very well. I think this is an example of, I don't think that Bill Murray is looking for a character to play for the next seven to eight years. No, no, but no, But no. I'll bet, I'll bet he went, you know what? I think it'd be fun to be in an MCU movie. Probably called up Kevin Feige or had his people call up Kevin Feige and be like, all right, Bill Murray wants to be in a Marvel movie. Can you give him some kind of role that he can, you know, do his thing for 10 you minutes? Know, this then... would make a really good top 10 for us. 
top 10 celebrity cameos in Marvel movies. Ah, or, or not, maybe not even cameos, but like cameos and or like um, 10 minute performances like, or, or, or even just one movie performances. Like, like I, I would even throw Jeff Goldblum in there, you know, yeah. at one point. like, like what, like the top 10 cam top 10 celebrity appearances. And I think we should do that. We should do top we should... 10 celebrity appearances in Marvel movies. We need to pencil uh, this in. That would be a lot of fun. I really think that would be a lot of fun because again, there, it's happened a lot when you think about, you know, Glenn Close has been in there. Yeah. Right? You know, she's even in the theme park, right? She's even in Guardians, yeah. you know, you know, so like, like, uh, Terry Crews is it like, yeah. there'd be a lot of he's fun. He's not even in a movie. <laughs> no, he's just randomly in the ride, you know? So, um, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. All right. Anyway, so I just, I felt cheated. So, okay. This raises a bigger question. You know me, I'm all about the bigger question. Yes. I want to figure out how I'm going to phrase this Wakanda forever aside. And I think Wakanda forever's success. Part of that was very much due to the fact that black Panther was such a hit. And of course, Chadwick Boseman, you know, died. And I think people wanted to see, but even then I think Wakanda forever underperformed what it probably would have. I would agree with that. If it had come out a year ago or two years ago. Okay. That said, is the underperformance of Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania a sign, a continued sign of something we've already talked about on the show that interest in these overarching multi-movie plot arcs starting to wane in, in, in comic book type movies and superhero movies? Is it waning? Has the public grown tired of it? And is it even possible like even beyond that side of it, but is it even possible for MCU? Like it, 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 there was there were points very early on in the MCU where you went in expecting one thing and they completely shocked you and they surprised you. Is it possible for them to do that anymore, or has the trope been played out and is is, is the world and pe- are people too cynical to come in and and anticipate a surprise? Like there was nothing really about that movie that surprised me. So I'm just curious. What are your thoughts there? Okay, let me let me try to unpack. There's a lot going on there. Okay, short answer. Yes, we are seeing superhero fatigue. Uh, we we are seeing it. Um, it. Every news outlet has written an article about it. I think it's a little bit of an overblown thing in terms of like, oh, are we experiencing superhero fatigue? It's like, well, y- yes. And there's going to be people that are going to fall out of this and there's going to be people that are going to want to continue it. Like that mm-hmm. just... Uh, that just is what it is. But, but I mean, what does that think... mean for the what does that mean for the quality of the type of, of movies they're going to make? Because if if not as many people are going, and again, you can't have too many of these two hundred million dollar budgets that only bring in three hundred seventy three million dollars. I mean, you could, for, for, by all intents and purposes, this was a commercial failure. Yeah, it, and think... even and even the response, like the critical response, uh, reading this. Um, 47% gave it, uh, 47% approval rating, 5.6 out of 10 based on 371 reviews. Um, get average cinema score was B on an A plus to F score, which is about where we're putting it or yeah. score, right? I, I think what, what it, what Marvel is having some problems with, cause phase four was just all over the place and by all over the place, it's like, take, take an example of a series like Moon Knight. Moon Knight makes no connections to the greater MCU story. 
But in a vacuum, as its own series, it's really, really good. If mm-hmm. you can say, I'm not watching an MCU product, I'm watching a six-episode arc on Moon Knight, you are going to have a great time. But if you try to MCU connect it and figure out where the narrative is going, you're not going to have as good of a time. And I think that was the big problem with Phase 4 is that there was so much content and it mm-hmm. went nowhere. It went nowhere. I, mean, I, I'm, I think back to the first time they did this where you had the first movies that were clearly leading to Avengers. And then in the middle of, of the next phase you had guardians that pointed to these infinity stones mm-hmm. and, but within each of those, there was still like a direction of where some of these were, some of these movies were going and, and, you know, coming out of age of Ultron, what did that mean? And coming in and out of civil war, like it, it, it changed the dynamic. This is, it feels rudderless. And so, we don't have the connection to the story because we're not sure on the direction of it. So I'm curious with this movie, now that there's a little bit of a direction of, okay, Kang is the superpower. We have this multiverse problem. This is kind of what the storyline is going to be. And I'm wondering if that kind of moves that forward. The other thing that I think we talked about what the problem of this movie was. It was an Ant-Man movie that wasn't an Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And that's been the key for all of these Marvel t- movies. And to be honest with you, a lot of the shows as well, they have a distinct feel to them. A Captain America movie feels like a Captain America movie. An Iron Man movie feels like an Iron Man movie. Yes, it's it's telling this greater story, but the movie itself feels like what that character is. Thor is the same way. Those movies feel very like you're in a mythological Norse god storyline, not I mean if it was Thor Quantumania, I th- I think we'd dislike it just as much cuz we're like, "Wait, why is Thor here? Like mm-hmm. this doesn't make any sense." And Okay, so l- okay, yeah. let me pause there for a second. All right. So I think we've done a really good job of of saying that really any any character could have filled this void right could have could have been in here if that was the case and like you just said if thor was in there it would have felt weird if iron man was in there it would have felt weird if captain america was in there it would have felt weird how could they have maybe it wasn't so much the fact that this was an ant-man movie but maybe the plot itself was just a little contrived did this need to happen in the quantum realm the way it did? Could they have introduced Kang a different way? And they already did introduce Kang, but could they have introduced him a different way? Or because of the way they gave him the powers that he had and the way, like what in your mind could have been different? Or maybe you haven't even thought about that or you don't have an idea. I I have not even thought of that. I, I think it just is a, I've been thinking a lot about the superhero fatigue because that's been the big thing coming off of this movie is, Oh, we're seeing the fatigue. Here it is. And and, we were seeing that before this movie, to be honest. And there's there's some of it. What I love about all these articles is I'm like, yeah, this isn't like, like you said, like we've been talking about this. Like, this isn't news. I mean, we've literally been talking about this, I want to say, since probably the Eternals. I mean, this is going on almost two years now. We've been talking about superhero fatigue. I think Black Widow was right in the middle of the pandemic. People were excited to get out about it. It was what it was, but people also were willing to watch it in in, in in their own home, right? So then you get Eternals. Um, Spider-Man proved to be just fine because it was Spider-Man. I mean, 
Spider-Man is Spider-Man. It's one of the well, highest grossing, you know. So And that one had the advantage of we're bringing in the characters from the Spider-Man movies from how many years ago. Yes. Like like there there were there was an extenuating circumstance that really brought people in this where you had the past characters coming in. I just I I'm I am interested to see if they can sustain another giant storyline because again like within within the next 2 years we're getting all these movies ending with Kang Dynasty Secret Wars like all this other stuff and I Well and I, it's it's a it's a giant storyline that for the very first time is going to have their I don't want to say B list actors but it's going to be without Chris Evans it's going to be without Robert Downey Jr. I don't know where Chris Hemsworth stands on all that, whether or not he's done after Thor or after this past Thor. I mean, uh, you know, we've obviously got Guardians. The Guardians three come out yet? No, it, it no. comes out. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So m- maybe we'll see Thor as a cameo or Chris Hemsworth as a uh, cameo there. I don't know. Maybe we won't. But like, I, I don't know where his contract ends. Tom Holland. I mean, he, he might show up again. I don't know as Spider Man. That'd be cool if he did. But basically, we're dealing with you know we're gonna have Falcon. We're, we'll probably see Hulk again. We'll we'll start to see maybe some young Avengers in there. Who knows what's going on with Jeremy Renner and and Hawkeye yeah. now with his accident? God, God help him. You know, but like this will be the this will be the the first crossover without all of their A list. And so, like, that's a whole, like, like you said, Spider-Man, I think, was successful because it had the, the benefit of the crossover of the different worlds. Plus, not to mention an X-Men cameo that made the rounds, that yep. made everyone super excited. So, I, here, here's where I'm at with this. In my mind, the, if, if MCU does not make the jump very quickly to a true X-Men entering the MSU, not MCU, not just like, not just saying the word mutant. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like if they don't bring in Wolverine, they don't bring in Cyclops. They don't bring in Jean Grey. They don't bring in Dr. They don't start to, if they don't figure out a way to bring that in anytime soon, I, I I think there's, I think there'll be a huge benefit to that for people who want to see it. But if they don't do that, I think they're, I think they're wearing it really thin. I do. Um, I am excited about King and I'm excited to see where they're going to go with this. I don't know how they're going to have two movies with him as the baddie. I mean, that's basically what they're teeing up for. Right. I think secret wars is also around a storyline around him too, if I'm not mistaken. So like, how are you, I mean, this is literally like the next two phases of our life. So how does that happen? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do like the secret, like the secret wars arc is a good one. And it also, um, reset the comic universe, and so it has the chance to reset the MCU as well. Maybe that's which I where they'll bring in the X Men. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. which I think is going to be really, really good. Um, and I also hope that they do more things like Moon Knight, like Werewolf by Night, that mm-hmm. are comic book stories, but don't necessarily have the greater MCU involved in them because then you can just kind of enjoy them for what they are rather than like i think werewolf by night is one of the best things that that marvel has come out with in the past three years Mm -hmm. in in all seriousness like uh, every halloween i'm watching that like like, no joke that is now going to be on my halloween list to watch and so 
I, I let me ask I, you this I'd question. Like to see that. <clears throat> you you made that comment a couple of times about you know these random one-off things you know you'll watch kind of on their own as separate standalone type things. Do you think that's the other other thing that might be going on here is that Marvel has become a victim of its own success? Like there are at this point. 30 is it 30 different movies close to it and 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 tv shows and series and apparently something called one shots i guess is what they're referring so like they've got all these different things that i know when i talk to people who haven't been part of it since the beginning they're like it's just too overwhelming i don't even know where to begin and and i'm wondering if like they're suffering a little bit from getting new traction from new viewers and then i think other viewers because there is so much and it's kind of like you can pick your own adventure that maybe there's some people that are just disillusioned by it now and like like me like i said i'm watching the movies maybe the tv shows like i'm gonna you know i'm definitely gonna catch loki again but there's some tv shows i haven't watched like i wonder if there's a sense of disillusionment like well if i'm not doing it all then maybe i'm not as hard like it used to be at one point i gotta catch this next marvel movie like it, it was this is the like this is the go-to thing for the series. Now it's all over the place, and I'm wondering if that's like they're a victim of their own um, success in that way. I mean, there I think there is an element of they spread themselves very thin, mm-hmm. like you said, because because they were releasing three movies a year, and that for the casual person was easy to keep up with, because it was you know the it was around usually May, another time in the summer. And then, um, which were both easy because they're beginning of the summer. You're, you're, it's summertime. You're, go, you're, be, you're mm-hmm. with family. You're with friends. You're on vacation. You're looking for things to do. But, hey guys, you know, let's let's go see that new Marvel movie. Let's do that. And then you'd have the same thing when you had that, you know, November release where it's the holidays and you're getting together with family, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and you can be easily be like, hey guys, let's go see the next Marvel movie. Whereas now you're right, you have those movies, but then you also have. Do do you need to get together and watch the shows? Mm-hmm. Um, do you need to and and see how they connect in? And it, it, they are spreading themselves very thin. And I, I think yeah, something yeah. something you have said about theme parks before has res- resonates with me with this conversation. I think when you're in the theme parks, what is your most precious commodity? Time. Okay. What Marvel is asking of us now is to use so much more of our discretionary time with them than we ever have before, right? Like you just said, it used to be, you know, maybe it was one movie a year. And then they, I remember when they made the decision to go to two movies a year, and we all thought that was crazy, two yeah. movies a year. How, then they went to three movies a year in that pace. One was an old story. One was a new story. One was one that kept the story going. Like, like it had all these rules, which was good. It kept us entertained. But you didn't have Disney+. Plus. If you remember, Disney+, Plus. December 2019, right? Yep. December 2019. Endgame was over at that point. So the saga had ended. So then you get Disney Plus. So now, not only are you asking us to to go and spend what is on average two and a half to three hours or more on these movies now. Like Ant-Man was... Ant-Man was not that long. It wasn't that long, but it was still decently long. Um it was a hundred, still two hours and four minutes. I mean, it was that's still, still I, for, for a Marvel movie, I expect two and a half hours, uh, but that's what I'm saying though, what you just said. So on average, most of these Marvel movies are two and a half hours long. And then, uh, and then the other thing is you're asking us to 
to buy in once a week to your new your shows like you don't release them all at the same time so we can binge them when we have time you want us to tune in once a week and it's not just one show it's two shows and then now you've also got the star wars over here and you've got this and i get that that's what all entertainment companies do and i'm not complaining because that's just entertainment that's how how this works i totally get all that i guess what i'm trying to say is if time is your precious commodity if you think about the generation, so 2008 was when Iron Man first came out, right? Yeah. 2008. Yeah, yeah. So let's say that the average age of the person who watched Iron Man when it first came out was 18 to 21 years old. Let's say that was 15 years ago, right? So now they're in their 30s. They've got kids, Matt. They've got kids. They've got other responsibilities. They've got like, maybe they're not with their friends groups. They're not in college. They're not going out and drinking anymore. Like all these different things that maybe they used to do. That group has grown up a little bit. And while they still might want to enjoy it, they may not have the time to enjoy it anymore. And then, as I said, the victim of their own success, newer people of that generation or of that age group, I should say, maybe they're not buying into it as much anymore because it's just too much. It's too overwhelming. I think you're pointing to that one of the things that the MCU needs to figure out is how can they get new people into the MCU? How do you jumpstart a new fan into the MCU? I, I, th- I think that's that's going to be one of the things they 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 uh, uh, are going to have to. You figure know, out. it would be a really fun way to do that. Hmm. I know there's got to be some kind of an MCU character out there the watcher or something. I don't know that they could do like a one hour, 90 minute, maybe even two hour Disney plus or hell they could even release it at theaters if they really wanted to story of somebody recounting the events of all of this stuff and like almost like an Olaf presents, but in MCU style of all the different things that have happened. And there's different clips of all this different stuff. That would be an amazing way. Like, like, Maybe that's what they culminated in with Secret Wars or something, and there where they everything resets. I don't know, but that would be a really cool way to get people in and buy into. Here's like it's almost like what we did with our podcast, but like in ninety minutes, right? Yeah, ninety yeah. minutes. Let me tell you how it all works out. Let me tell you all these nooks and crannies that you got to worry about. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it's it's almost like the let me tell you the let me tell you the three things that you need to know to start watching. Or, you know, I, I say three, it can be whatever number mm-hmm. the, before you start watching these new MCU movies, because, you know, yeah, you're right to tell someone. All right. Hey, you want to go see the new Ant-Man movie? Oh, I've never seen a Marvel movie. OK, well, you're going to need to watch 30 movies and yes. uh, five series in order to understand what's going on. And, and yeah, really, really if that's if you crazy, can just, if you can just give them like, a, OK, here's what you need to know this. You need to know this. You need to know this and this and this. Great. Okay. Done. And now they can enter into this story. And, and there's like really the things that you need to know right now is we are in a post end game universe mm-hmm. that Thanos snapped half the universe away and they came back and defeated Thanos. We're dealing with that thing that there's a half the population that was gone for five years and now they're back and there's problems. Um, and I mean, honestly, like, and then like in terms of like what character you can be like, okay, Ant-Man and Wasp, here's who they are. Here's who these characters are. But otherwise, it's not like you need to have watched Iron Man to understand Ant-Man Quantumania. No. So I. But, but while you don't necessarily need to have watched Iron Man for the completionists out there who are like me, who, who, who like 
like feel as though there's something missing if you don't that becomes problematic so it's easier just say you know what i don't want to get involved with it versus getting partially involved with it i hear you i think i think you got to figure out a way to get people on the freeway and then you can get them you know okay hey in your spare time now watch all these movies well and i'm sure there are youtube versions out there of this that explain it and it just they need to make an official version of it and be done with it like get get nick fury in there talking about all this stuff and and you're good to go. Get Samuel Jackson again and drop a couple of f bombs. We're good to go. You know, yeah. like that's just all it is. Mother, well, you know, there it is. <laughs> let's be clear here, like, because the MCU is not stopping the content train, and DC now, <clears throat> I think, is a legit with James Gunn at the helm. Um, really, I, I, really? I do. Like, really? I, I, I think with James Gunn at the helm. He is someone who has proven he can tell good stories and make good movies. What's the timeline? What's the timeline? What's the timeline for your... You just made a a very, very bold statement, my friend. What is the timeline in your book that you would judge whether or not the DC Universe has made a turnaround? I want to make a bet with you. Okay. Um, Okay. So it's going to be a while. Oh, yeah. okay. It's gonna be a while. But what's well, the timeline? What, what, no, how? It's, it's, I get it. He's completely be a while reset. Because he's he, completely. They, I mean, he. Yeah. Go they've ahead. announced the slate. Like he's okay. given the vision of like, here's where we're going with this. Here's what we're doing. And so that in itself, to me, gives me confidence because DC up until now has just been like, and Justice League, and this movie, and this movie too. Um, whereas he laid out like a, here's what we're doing, here's where we're going. I I think give me the timeline. What, what I what? think by the time that Secret Wars releases, was that 2026? Six, I think 2026. Okay, that DC will be on par with Marvel in terms of, of, of superhero movies. All I right. really do. Do you want to make a bet? I, I would love to make a bet. All right. This. We need to make a bet. We need to make a bet. What do we want to bet? Cause I, and, and I, so you are literally saying in three years, DC, the DC universe will be at the success level of the Marvel cinematic universe. You have Superman legacy releasing on July 11th, 2025. And I think that that is so. Which be... Superman version is this? Is this this Christopher Reeves legacy? Is this a new universe? Is this based off of the other guys, Henry Cavill's movie? Which one is this one? From... Same with Batman. Which Batman universe are we going to be in? So from what I gather, um, from what <laughs> I gather, the it's the Flash movie that is going to reset everything. They're basically hitting a giant reset button. There's, now, are there's... they hitting the reset button? externally out of the movie or are they going to hit it internally to where like something happens and we're literally on a new earth or something internally as well like it's internally okay. and externally like if, they're getting- if i can see how that might 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 potentially be successful but i will tell you the the malaise of another batman movie out there nobody wants to see another batman movie right now Nobody wants to see it. That's the key is that there are some like a little bit of Batman things, but um, the the new Batman movie, that's in a separate universe. That is a separate universe. That's what I'm talking about. Holy crap, man. Like, like Nate's got me watching this, this show right now called Titans on HBO max. It's a pretty good show. I'm 
but will that be part of this or is this its whole little thing? Like, like there's so, there, there are so many, I, I don't even know how to put it. I, I, I I'm just, I'm going to take the bet three years right, from so now. I, I, I do me... not think the DCU will be anywhere. I think the DCU will be as, will be worse off than the mummy universe was that new monsters universe. They tried oh, the monsters universe. Yeah. Yes. That, that one. I, I, I think that will be more successful. See, I, I think that they finally have good leadership. They've got a plan. I think that, um, and, and, and they're, they're blowing it up. They're saying, all right, we were very cavalier with this. It, you know, we're, we're just going to, and to be honest with you, it may be something that Marvel has to do at some point that they may have to reset, blow it up, say, all right, we are two in the weeds on this story. This story has ended. We're going to start some new movies in three years with a totally new storyline. Yeah. Or Marvel says, we're just not going to produce any movies for a while. Like, like to me, that's the direction that I think, I don't think Marvel's there yet, but I think that's what DC needs to do. Like DC literally just needs to say no more properties for the next 10 years and then reset. Yeah, like, they, they, I don't think they'll do it. Works. <laughs> I know, but Companies thing is, need is money. <laughs> I, I get it, but the, um, I just, I really don't think they're going to be able to do it. But again, I will take your bet, but we got to figure out what we're going to bet. <laughs> figure yes. out what we're going to bet. What, what makes sense? I don't know. Something Disney related. Ah. Listeners, listeners, what do you think? What yes. should Matt and I bet? Yeah, Matt have... thinks the DC universe is going to be at the level, the level of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the next three years. Yes. I, I, I I don't think he means where the MCU is at now, but probably where the MCU will be then. I, I would imagine. What uh, uh, can we quantify this? Can we say like from a, like their like their box office numbers are on par with Marvel's? Like, I got how you. Do we quantify yeah, I, this. I think that's a fair quantification. I I would say they the, the 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 three the three or four movies they produce beginning in 2006, whenever it is 2006, whatever those first three or four movies are they need to be at or above the level of whatever marvel movies are at that point okay i think I'm, that's fair i'm game for that i think that's that's fair because otherwise it's a, a, a subjective thing that yes. feels very like very objective okay yes please tell um, us what we should bet yeah i'm wondering what we should bet there maybe a trip to disney world <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> yeah i don't want to do that i don't want to do that but uh, no, I, I i do firmly believe that i just i don't think we'll be there but Either way, I mean, you have your thoughts. That's fine. I have, I, I had high hopes for, um, uh, actually, no, I didn't have high hopes. I've just never been a DC guy. I never have been. I take that back. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the original Batman series, Batman, Batman, uh, uh, returns, Batman forever. I even like Batman and Robin to some degree. I know a lot of people didn't like that one, but, um, and, and I like the Christopher Nolan series. I thought that was an original take. I thought that was good. Then they got into the weird justice league stuff and it just got out of hand. It yeah, got way out of hand. The, the problem is there's so many cool characters and cool storylines that would rival the MCU and they were just weren't doing them. They were, they were just trying to get on par with Marvel and throwing out everything that made their properties good. <laughs> what what DC has got, the problem that DC has got right now is they've got a Hulk problem. How many origin stories can you truly build? I, my hope is that they, <laughs> my hope is that they just don't do, they, they do kind of what they did, what Marvel did with Spider-Man where, yeah, where he just shows up. He just shows up. Like we all know the story. We don't need we don't need yeah. this, the the radioactive story. spider that they yeah. all that. Yeah, like it, it was great. <clears throat> Spe- speaking um, speaking of uh, Spider Man, Casey, 
Yes. Uh, this week on Discontinued on Display, we are talking about so like this release is Tuesday. On Thursday, we I saw it in there. I don't know what it is. Spider Man, turn off the dark. It is it is a Spider Man musical. Um, uh, words and lyrics by uh, Bono. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, so definitely check that out. All right. Um, especially the end because I may have a very special plug for uh, CaseyWilly.com that I do Ooh. in a Green Goblin voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So. Hey, speaking of discontinued on display, do you guys have your entire season planned out or can I give you a suggestion? Oh, no, please suggest away. Okay. 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 So as you're talking like, um, it, it's like musicals or. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour. This was a tour done back in the early 1990s at the height of the Teenage Mutant Turtles. They went around to 40 different cities across the country and they had an entire musical concert that they did. Um, the Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour. It was sponsored by Pizza Hut. <laughs> it was. It was. You need. You need. The, YouTube's got the video of this. You can watch the whole thing. But basically, Shredder tries to destroy music across the entire world, and 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 puts it into this machine that he built, and they have to defeat him and all this stuff. And like, it is. It's seriously. If you do it, I will be a guest star on Discontinued on Display and help you with this. This show. You, you need to do this one. This is, is the hilarious. greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the, the, the way the car- the way the turtles look um on this particular type they look totally cool right so yeah um you guys need to do that and i i can i can come on and and be a guest if you guys want but um talk to chris and see if you guys are willing to do it he might might remember it i don't know yeah how old is chris he's like between you and me right like yeah 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 yeah. so he might remember it he's a little Um, younger than us oh well then he might not remember it so um i just remember watching because it was on vhs and i remember watching it at my friend michael's place over and over and over and over again and it, it's just because they they had they had it at um uh joe Lu- i think it was joe Louis arena or the yeah Fox. the joe yeah um and detroit so i just yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yes uh, you didn't oh. even know this thing existed did you oh i did not and now i'm going down this rabbit hole like I, i'm see- oh my gosh oh, it looks amazing right right um it's got like a whole song oh, oh see- it's got a whole VHS. it's got a whole soundtrack it's got a whole but youtube it you can watch the whole thing <laughs> then they did a making of and it says note this documentary is set up as if the concert and turtles are real you have yes, to, yeah i, to I will be more than happy to be on if you want otherwise that'd be a good one i'll have to okay, listen to the okay. green goblin voice okay uh folks as we close out this episode what is next week matt what is happening next week it is our three-year anniversary extravaganza. Yes. yes, we are so pumped. We have been recording for you all for three years. I remember talking about this with Matt three years ago. We'll get more into it. Um, today is March 5th, the day that we're recording it. This three years ago today um, was one of the worst days of my life. I had lost my job. My company went bankrupt. We were two weeks out from COVID. I don't even want to go down that yeah. rabbit hole. That said. One of the benefit, one of the things that has come positive out of this time period, among many things, but has been this podcast and this community and the people that we get to do this for. So next week we're going to have a lot of fun. We have recorded, I don't even know what the last count was, but it's got to be at this point probably 150 to 200 episodes easily. So we're we're well over 200. Okay, so we're over 200. Well over 200. Yeah, I guess you figured last two years has been 100 100 each. 
and then the year before that. So yeah, that or five fifty because we, we were nuts at one point in recording. We two were doing two a week. episodes a week for a year. <laughs> So that was 100. Then we had the Infinity Saga series that came out. That was its whole other thing. And then we had the, basically, I've had 100 a year since, or 50 a year since. So yeah, you're over to 200 at this point. My point is this. Next week, Matt and I are going to have a little bit of fun. And we're going to both bring our top 10 favorite episodes that we have done to the podcast. Matt's going to bring his 10. I'm going to bring my 10. There might be some overlap, although I don't know. There's a big pool to choose from. Um, but what's cool about this is we'll be able to share some clips as we do this as well. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. The top 10 episodes, um, that we've done, uh, next week for our three year anniversary spectacular. So, um, Matt mentioned it. If you're looking to plan a trip, please go to caseywoolley.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y-W-O-O-L-E-Y.com. Um, check out Magical Memories by Casey. It costs you nothing extra. Um, spring, summer, amazing deals going on right now, up to 25% off in the spring, early summer, up to $750 dining promos in the summer right now. Um, Disneyland just announced 15 up to 15% off on their resort stays through the fall. Um, what else do we got going on? I mean, there's just all kinds of great stuff. Universal Studios got a promo right now where if you buy three days worth of, pa- worth of passes, you get two days for free. Uh, if you stay on site at a Universal Studio Resort um, Deluxe Hotel, which is basically the price equivalent of about a moderate at Disney, um, you get you get the express passes for free. So, like, there's all kinds of cool stuff going on that if you're interested in going, I want to help you out with that. Um, so, CaseyWoolley.com, check it out. Uh, Matt, if they don't want to get a hold of us that way, how do they get a hold of us other ways? What are the other ways? They get yes, hold of us? beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com. He sent us an email. Uh, if you, especially if you have ideas of what we should bet um, <laughs> uh, for our, our wonderful bet. Uh, and uh, Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. Instagram and Twitter, Beers Ears 1928. As always, rate and view us. Five stars, five stars. Always appreciate that. And yeah, uh, check out the discontinued on display. Like, even if you're not a musicals person, um, it, it's, it's very fun. It's very fun. <laughs> and in, in preparation for this episode, Go on YouTube and and type in Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark David Letterman and watch that four minute clip and 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 then Oh man. Come listen to the podcast. <laughs> Make sure you check out sorcerernetwork.com. That is your home for all things beers and ears and discontinued on display. Um, you can find every season that Matt's done of a previous of his current pod his current podcast uh discontinued on display, and you can find all of our stuff categorized as well. So All right, we will talk to you next week. Let's raise our glasses. This episode has been on us. We will see you next week for our three-year anniversary spectacular. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.